it's your first time here, a big welcome to you. We love welcoming new people at Forever House, or maybe it's your second or your third time here and you've come back, which is great to have you. So, uh, you know, we really believe in good, solid teaching from the Word of God, and that's why we encourage people to come to the house of God every week. This is really a place to be refueled and to be refreshed with the things of God so that you can uh, live a successful life out there and to, um, to be a blessing to other people. So uh, we always do uh, teaching on a Sunday and, uh, you know, faith comes by hearing the word of God. And so uh, there's nothing more important than to, to grow your faith because faith enables you to, to connect with God and to tap into everything that he has for you and also to, to allow a supernatural power of God and the promises of God to actually become a reality in your life. Who believes that? And so always uh, feeding on the word of God will strengthen you spiritually to be able to access everything that God wants you to enjoy in your life and to live a life with purpose. And so that's why we get around the word every week. So let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your blessing in this place. We thank you, Lord, that you are our father. And because of that, Lord, you not only provide for us, but Lord, you're also a great guide and a teacher and a mentor. Lord, you are raising us up, Lord, to be strong, to be courageous, to be victorious people. And we thank you, Lord, that you've given a purpose and a plan and a destiny for every single one. We thank you, Lord, that your word says that every person here, Lord, when you, when you started to form us in our mother's womb, that you had a predestined plan for us. Lord, that every gifting and calling that makes us unique upon our lives is for a reason. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, that your word is designed, Lord, to strengthen people, to guide people, to, to teach people, and to um, help people to embrace wisdom so they can walk out their life well. So we thank you, Lord, for your anointing uh, upon the word today. Let it be effective in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone agreed with me by saying, amen. Amen. That's why we say amen, because we get into agreement. And now that's what is required. Getting in agreement uh, with things in life makes things work. So um, last week, if you weren't here, um, we, we did a teaching on the importance of knowing how powerful our words are. And that you and I, because the Bible says that we're made in the image of God, we're very similar to God in that some of the attributes that God has, we also have similar attributes. One of those attributes was the fact that God, when God speaks, he's able to create things. And so we looked at the important principle that your ability to communicate is first given to you so that you can create You can create your world, you can shift things, you can see things uh, come into being through what you speak out. But also with that principle, we've got to come into the wisdom and the fullness of understanding that therefore if we speak negative things or if we speak things that the Bible teaches are kind of curses in our lives, then we've got to be willing to actually reap, unfortunately, the negative things that we speak out. So it's important that we bridle our tongue and we take responsibility for what we speak over our life, we speak over our children, we speak over our household, we speak over our finances as we speak over our work and career situation, whatever area in life we want to see be fruitful, we want to make sure what we're speaking over it because uh, there is creative ability and creative power in our speech. And so we looked at those principles last week. So today I want to build a little bit on that, but I want to go into a different angle. And I asked God this week, you know, what is it that you would want me to bring from a teaching point of view? And always I I like to make sure what teaching we bring in is in alignment to kind of the timings and seasons. And uh, for for those people who've been been at Forever House for a little while, you'll know that I believe in cycles and I believe in seasons. And, uh, you know, what month are we in right now? We're in the month of May. And so uh, we're just finishing autumn. June is the start of winter. And uh, obviously, by the beginning of July, that's the end of the first six months. And so when it comes to May, I find May is a time when people can naturally start to grow a little bit tired and weary. Maybe you're sitting here and that's not the case for you, and that's fantastic. Uh, But I want to talk about the fact that God at the beginning of this year declared um, that this was a season of promotion. He also declared it was a season of provision, but he declared um, before us as a community that this was a season of promotion. Everyone say promotion. And so I want to talk today and I want to do some teaching on how we can best prepare for promotion. So who knows that if you really believe that this is a season of promotion, then you will by faith want to prepare for that promotion. 
who believes that, right? So just by stepping out and preparing, having the right principles and the right attitude and realigning to those principles is a sign that you actually have an expectation that God is wanting to promote you in a particular area of your life. And when we talk about promotion, we're talking about really uh, going to a new level. It could be a door of opportunity opening or it could be a breakthrough. It could be a victory in an area that you've maybe not been as strong in. Uh, It's about kind of going to a greater level of capability or capacity in any type of area of your life. So we're not purely just talking about work when it comes to promotion. We're talking about anything. Uh, in life. Uh, so, but today I do want to talk about work. I do want to talk about this thing called work and our careers and, and that type of thing because how many hours do we usually spend a week when it comes to our work or our careers, generally speaking? And I'm also talking to, I mean, full-time mums, that's, that's their work. I mean, they spend more hours doing that than anyone else in a, in a full-time job. So we bless the full-time mums. Who loves full-time mums? Who thinks that they make a huge sacrifice? We honor them last Sunday at Mother's Day. But I want, I want us to think on a minimum, when we think about work, how many hours are we spending? 40. 40, right. So 40 is kind of like just the minimum these days, all right? Sometimes it's 50, sometimes it's 60. If you're running your own business, sometimes it's going to be even more. It just depends on where you're at. Uh, who here is studying at university? Okay, all right. Who here is in high school or college? Okay, good. Who here works full-time? Good. Who, 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 who here works part-time? Okay, Good. And so the other part-time, you're praying for that extension of work, aren't you? No. (laughs) I'm just joking because sometimes we're in seasons of part-time or casual work for good reasons. Who here is working and studying? Cool. Who here is working part-time and retired the other half of the week? For good reasons, right? Because you've been working hard and you might be in a season of retirement and that's kind of your, your plan, your transition. All right. So wherever we are, it's all good. That's kind of where we are and, and where we're meant to be. But I want to talk about what is the importance around preparing for promotion? Is there anyone here who'd like to be promoted? Okay. Anyone else? Let me ask another question. Anyone here who doesn't want to be promoted? Okay, just checking. All right, good. So we're clear. Everyone here is going to benefit from today. All right, good. So the first thing is, is I want to talk about um, how we prepare to be promoted. And I want to say this to you. God sees the very best in you. Do you know that? God sees the very best in you. So first of all, to prepare to be promoted, you have to know God's heart towards you. Okay, that God's heart is that he sees the very best in you and he wants to see you promoted. He wants to see you go to a new level in life. And there's nothing quite like that feeling, is there? Uh, let's, let's digress for a second and move away talking about God. Let's just talk about the, the people that you might work with. Maybe uh, the person that you have to report to in the workplace. Let's call them your boss. Everyone say boss. Okay, I know Tom and Sandy, your dog's named boss, right? Did you know I had a dog called boss as well? Yeah. Yeah, we used to call him Bossy because he was Bossy, right, Boss. Um, But there's nothing quite like that feeling that you get when your boss, or maybe it could be your coach in the workplace, or at university it could be your lecturer, your tutor, at high school it could be your teacher. Whoever is kind of in that place of kind of influencing you and kind of highlighting where you're at and maybe giving you some constructive feedback, it could be your manager, it could be your supervisor, it could be your team leader, it could be your boss, it could be uh, your teacher, it could be your lecturer, it could be a coach or a mentor, whoever that is, there's nothing like that feeling when uh, someone like that who's important in that area of our life says, I believe in you. And you're doing a fantastic job. And I see so much potential in you that I've got a higher position for you. I've got something more for you. Who knows that that feels good uh, when that happens in in your world. Uh, The great news is that God has that heartbeat for you uh, all the time. He actually wants the very best for you. Uh, He wants to see you be promoted. He wants to see you uh, do well. He wants to see you be promoted in all things. He wants to see you be promoted in work. He'd like to see you be promoted in your relationships. He wants to see you be promoted in your marriage. You know you can get promoted in your marriage? What do I mean by that? I'm not saying that you leave the person you're married to and then upgrade. That's not what I'm talking about, okay, at all, all right? Just in case you're wondering, when you get promoted in your marriage, it's about going to a greater capacity and capability of being able to, uh, to invest into your marriage, right? Um, I know that when Sarah and I talk to each other 
We're married for, what, 12 years next March. And uh, we know that we're, we're, we're both better able to serve each other, but we're not perfect. We're still going to grow and we're still going to learn and we're still going to glean on things. And we're always kind of in a way correcting each other in a positive way, right? But uh, I know that I can, uh, I can be a better servant to her and to our family than I was 11 years ago and vice versa. We are complimenting each other, but we're also constructively giving each other feedback all the time as well, which is healthy. Everyone say healthy. Okay. But... The starting point here is God, you've got to know his heart. A lot of times we misperceive or our perception of the heart of God isn't right. And that actually even stops us from being expectant or being prepared to be promoted because we don't think God really wants to promote us. So God does want to promote us. He wants us to see us uh, to do well. And so he wants to see us to, to, to go to a new level of joy and productivity and fulfillment in our lives. He wants us to be fruitful. Everyone say fruitful. So turn to the person next to you and say, God wants to help me to get promoted in life. God wants to help me to get promoted in life. Now turn to the other person and say, it's true. Okay, it's true. It's just not a nice thing to say. It is true. So that's the first thing we want to lock in. Okay, And you actually have to fight to keep locking that into your heart. Because sometimes there'll be these things called lies around how we think that, you know, there's no favor upon our life that who would, who would want me to be promoted. And so that's why it's important to have a relationship with God. Because God actually comes from a place of, uh, he comes from a place always from the right agenda. He never comes from a place of competitiveness. He never comes from a place of comparison. And he never comes from a place of a wrong agenda where he just wants to use you. And so because of that, it's important that you seek what he thinks about you above anyone else. Because he never has the wrong agenda. His character, the Bible says, is pure. He is without blemish. He is faithful. He is, he is the one that you can trust. And so it's important to make sure that the way that you see him is the way that he is because it will bless you. It will, it will prepare you and it will position you to think, well, I may not be perfect and I may, may need to work on some things that will be a key to opening a door. But the starting point is that God actually sees the good in me. God sees the potential in me. He doesn't want to compete with me. He doesn't want to compare himself to me. He doesn't have a wrong agenda. He actually wants to see me do well. Okay, that's the starting point. And so... Because of that, uh, today I want to help us through this teaching um, to prepare for promotion because I believe this is a season of promotion. Um, and I, you know, I want to see people be uh, effective in their work and also having an enjoying and satisfying and, and uh, a loving marriage. I uh, want to encourage you to be able to have a promotion also in your financial world and how you're stewarding and managing your finances. Um, having meaningfulness in relationships, seeing a promotion in, in relationships. You can have a promotion in relationships. When relationships go to a next level of steadfastness and reliability, uh, that's a promotion as well in our relational world. So it's about experiencing victory in areas of our life and God wanting us to grow to greater levels of capability and capacity. Also knowing that the grace of God is sufficient for you you and I. Uh, we always talk about this. It's not about, you going, it's not about you going along a journey trying to be perfect, but actually, did you know that God is wanting to perfect us? Uh, God is wanting to actually help us and shape us and mold us to become more and more like his son, Jesus. And that's why when we talk about being a Christian, it's about becoming Christ-like. But who knows that when we live in a broken world, we're always walking along this journey where sometimes there's uh, examples of brokenness in our life and there's, there's this thing called sin and we fall short. But by the grace of God, the grace of God uh, is sufficient for us, meaning the grace of God is always with us. So when we're walking along this journey and we're trying to grow and we're trying to go from level to level, glory to glory. God's trying to build in our life. He's trying to see us get promoted. He's helping us to reach our potential. There's going to be times when we're going to fall short and the grace of God is there to catch us. Who knows that? So everyone breathe in. Everyone breathe out and go, it's all good. Cool. So I want to talk about some biblical principles that will help you and I to get ready for promotion. The first thing is, is that it's important for us to have faith in God that he can help you and I rise above adversity. So I want to do a little bit of teaching around this. When you're in a difficult situation and something is going on that you don't like, very often this is simply a test of your faith. Did you know that? 
And if this is you, I hope that you'll find some comfort in the fact that God has your best interest at heart. So when things aren't going to plan, if you're, if you're struggling with something, if things are frustrating, but let's even say particularly at work right now, well, there's an opportunity here for to God to kind of test you in a way to see if you're ready for a promotion. Who believes that? So regardless of your current circumstances, let me encourage you to follow him faithfully. And as you do, God will begin to turn things around for your good and for his glory. So there's a particular testimony I want to share that I heard recently. And this uh, gentleman's name is Greg. And uh, uh, Greg was sharing how God um, had honored his commitment uh, to keep a positive, faith-filled attitude, even after he received some crushing news. So Greg was expecting something to happen, and then he got some bad news. And then Greg had a testing time of how he was going to respond to the bad news. But the story here is about how God honored Greg's right response. And we want to talk about this because today I want to encourage you to listen to this story I'm about to read and hear, hey, this is an opportunity for you, maybe wherever you are, to respond or learn how to respond in a similar way that this man Greg did because it sometimes is a key to God promoting you. All right. And so this is the story here. He had an opportunity for a raise. And so Greg actually uh, was being told uh, he'd been working hard and he'd been doing the right things and he'd been uh, a great uh, servant in his workplace. And so his boss actually came to him and started to hint to Greg that he was going to get a raise. He was going to get an improvement in his salary. And so Greg obviously was getting excited about that. And then it came to the point where uh, he, he finds out that his boss actually decides to change his mind. Everyone go, oh, right? Um, and Greg actually said that when he heard his boss say to him, after telling him to expect a race, that his boss actually said, I'm sorry, but I've decided that that's not really going to be happening in this season right now. Uh, Greg said that the words of his boss actually felt like someone was strangling him around the throat, right? Not that his boss was actually doing that, okay? But it was like this real, like, such a strong, deep disappointment that he felt like he was kind of choking. Can anyone relate to that? Has anyone felt disappointment like that where you kind of believe, come on, let's, let's, let's be honest with each other. Who's ever felt like that in life? Come on now. If you haven't, you haven't lived. Come on now, right? Uh, so, uh, you know, that, that sense of disappointment, that sense of like being let down and you've been kind of told something and then uh, the story changes. And so this was this very real, full-on intense feeling that Greg felt. Um, but he went home and this is how he responded He said, God, I just need to talk with you. And so he prayed. And this is what he asked God. He asked God to allow him to feel peace and not anger towards his boss. And then the next morning, Greg was sharing with his wife this. Greg said this to his wife. He said, you know what? I was praying to God last night after that disappointment at work. And uh, after I was speaking to God, you know what, honey? I I think this is an opportunity for me to increase my ability to be thankful. That's not easy to do. The afternoon before, he was saying that the feelings that he was feeling in response to what his boss had told him, the disappointment, was so intense, it felt like the words were choking him. I mean, that's intense feeling. That's intense disappointment. Who knows sometimes we're led by how we feel? Who knows sometimes feelings becomes a fuel to our response, right? But what was the key here? David believed he was in, David, Craig believed he was at a season of being promoted. And so he kind of was working hard towards it. He was doing those things. And then there were hints that he was going to get a raise. He was going to have an opportunity to be promoted, that God was going to reward him. And then he got hit with a setback, What's interesting is what Greg did in response to the setback. He set himself up through godly principles to encounter a comeback. How did he do that? Because he first said, you know what? I feel really disappointed, but I'm going to pray. I'm going to go to God with this, and I'm going to talk to God. And God challenged him 
This is an opportunity for you to be thankful. Start being thankful for what, what God's already done in your life. Start being thankful for what your workplace is already providing for your family. And so he went to his wife that morning with a new attitude. You know what? This is an opportunity for me to be thankful. Everyone say two hours. Two hours after having that conversation with his wife, his boss contacts him via phone and says, you know what, I've just been sitting down on my desk and I've been thinking about what we talked about yesterday and I've decided that um, I was wrong and I've decided that we definitely need to reward you with that pay rise and we need to do it immediately. As of uh, now, uh, this Friday you're going to receive a pay rise uh, and that will continue moving forward. Congratulations, Greg. Everyone say test. (laughs) So the boss contacted him to say that the raise had been reinstated. Now, we don't necessarily have to go through that to encounter a raise or to be promoted. But what I'm saying is, is that sometimes there are times of testing where God is wanting to see, are we ready? Are we prepared to be promoted? And he's looking for our attitude. He's looking for our thankfulness. He's looking for, uh, you know, how, what's our current attitude about what, what's currently going on in our life? You know, I've had to learn this the hard way because there was a season in my life where God would break through and the next day I'm thinking about the next thing I want. Who's ever fallen into that season before? Come on, be honest. You're so quickly on to the next thing, you haven't, you're not even celebrating what God's just done. Imagine if you're a dad and you give your little girl a gift. You've been traveling, you've been away, and you, get, you come home and you give her a gift, you kind of repaired it all, and you think it's going to be exciting. You can't wait to see her response, and you can't wait to see the joy in her face. And you, 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 you run into the, into the room to see her because you've been traveling, and you hand over this gift, and she opens up. She goes, oh, that's great. She goes, but where, where's the other coloring book? Why didn't you get me the other coloring book? Why did you only get me this? Is there any parents in the room that have experienced that before? From their children. <laughs> How does it feel? You feel ripped off, don't you? <laughs> you feel ripped off. And I think sometimes uh, in life, uh, some of the ways to prepare to be promoted is you, you've got to actually step out your thankfulness for what's already in your life. Come on now. Sometimes we're so pushing hard for promotion because we've actually gotten frustrated with, with where we're at. And you know what? That sometimes can be a good thing. But also we've got to keep our thankfulness on, keep our, our thankful attitude on. That's important. And in Matthew um, <clears throat> chapter 9, verse 29, I want you to understand that the Bible is teaching us here in this principle, because of your faith, it will happen. And sometimes our faith is expressed by the right attitude, the way that we respond. See, Greg, in that story, he could have actually responded in a different way. He could have said, well, this is, this is just unfair, and, and I'm, 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 I'm sick of this, and I've worked so hard, and I'm not getting my reward. And you know, what's the point? What's the point of working so hard? What's the point of doing the right thing? Because you don't get rewarded. But he didn't. He responded the right way. Because of your faith, it will happen. Sometimes our faith will be tested. Sometimes there's going to be little curveballs that will come, and it's, a, it's an opportunity for us to, to maintain the right attitude. Uh, you know, I, I, I love watching uh, airplane uh, crash investigations. Is that what it's called, honey? Is that the name of it? I got it wrong, didn't I? Airplane crash investigations? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, you may call me morbid. Um, that's okay. I forgive you. Um, <laughs> I I love watching it because it's really, it's it's kind of got a lot of engineering and science behind the investigation. And then there's also just the drama of, you know, people, you know, thinking that they might die and having to, and particularly watching the pilots having to, to quickly be strategic in a, in, in, a, in a natural atmosphere of fear and thinking that they could, you know, die. I mean, it's just fascinating to watch some of these stories and to hear, like last night we were watching one where um, this brand new plane uh, had, had kind of lost both of its engines uh, in, in midair. And so uh, they, they really had no, no power, no control to land this thing. And uh, they were going to land it in some water and then they ended up just... Uh, moving quickly to the side and landing in this big kind of grass strip. And it was the first time that any uh, 737 who had lost complete engine power had landed um, and had no damage to it. 
uh, uh, it, it just landed on the grass, and it's just like, and then they inflated the inflatable thingy, and they kind of went down the slippery slide, and and they went home with no scratches or anything. It was just unbelievable the skill of the pilots to operate. Um, but you know what's interesting is, is I was watching this last night, and I was thinking about, you know, when you think about airplanes, before uh, any of the passengers get on, the engineers uh, have to check it, that everything is working fine. And there has to be a level of, of ticking all the boxes to make sure that uh, the, the airplane has stability, that there's going to be stability with the engines and everything working and the hydraulics. And can I get everyone to say the word stability? stability. There's going to be a level of stability um, that the plane is showing before they're going to allow the plane to move out of where it is right now and actually start to taxi down the runway and get in position in order to take off to go to the next level in the air. Um, the amount of just checking things, you know, uh, is this in place and is this in place and is this in place? Because if it's not in place, the plane is obviously not stable enough due to the various mechanisms for it to then get into position uh, in order to take off. And so there's obviously a safety net there to make sure that the plane is ticking the right boxes in order for it to be stable. So when it actually takes off and it goes to a high level in the air, uh, and that stability is obviously needs, needs, there needs to be a sign of stability in its current position before it can shift and go to a new position in the air. Who knows that? Right? Who, who's glad that they do all those checks? Right? Um, and so I think the same is true spiritually for us. There's a principle here. And that is a lot of the times... God is looking for, are there signs, are there, is there a certain level of stability in where you're at right now, where you've been working hard, and if you're believing uh, for God to position you so you can take off to the next level, so you can be promoted, so you can break through, so you can be promoted at work, in life, or whatever it is, I believe that God, with the right kind of safety heartbeat, He knows that he, if He allows you to take off to a new level of your life, and you don't have the right kind of mechanisms in life to make sure that you don't crash and burn, because you've gone to a new level, but you just can't handle the, the stratosphere or the atmosphere or the pressure of that next level of your world or your life or your work, who knows that the plane staying in position, right, and not being allowed to take off is still intact and it's not going to crash and burn. So God would rather stay where you are rather than allowing you to take off when you're not stable enough in order to stay in that place of position so that you don't crash and burn. Because his heartbeat is a father's heartbeat. And if he really loves you, and if he's really concerned with you, yes, his heart is for you to go to the next level. Yes, his heart is for you to be promoted. Yes, his heart is for you to reach potential. But also he's concerned with your overall longevity and safety. And he doesn't want you to crash and burn because he knows the damage that you'll have to overcome from a crash and burn experience in life will be harder to overcome and break through in than if you just were to stay where you are and that God would further test you to build stability in your life. Stability, the ability to stay. See, when a plane is being looked at, it's being looked at its, its level of stability. All the mechanisms for it to be, able to, to be able to survive a flight, for it to be able to survive to going to that next level in the atmosphere. When we look at stability in your life, God is looking for levels and signs of stability in the season you're in right now so that you have a level of stability that will sustain you and enable you to go to that next level and not crash and burn. When we look at the word stability, it's the ability to stay, the ability to commit, the ability to be consistent, the ability to have stickability, the ability to persevere, the ability to be Hit with a setback, but your attitude long-term remains okay, intact. You don't become this narky person who's just starting to mouth off at everyone because something didn't go your way. Stability, the ability to stay. God's looking for, when you're preparing for promotion, God wants to know, well, for him to position you for promotion, for him to get you to, to come out of that current position and to get positioned on the runway of life in order for you to take off and to shift to that next level, he's doing some ground checks first. He's doing some, some mechanical checks first spiritually in your life about do you have a level of stability? He's looking for, do you have the ability to stay focused? Do you have the ability to stay consistent? Do you have the ability to stay committed? Do you have the ability to stay loyal? Do you have the ability to stay on track at a certain level? Now, it doesn't mean he's looking for perfection. 
but he is looking for some signs around in this season that he broke you into a year ago or two years ago. Have you learned and grown and shown a level of stability so that he can shift you to the next level? That's why in the Bible there are stories of how people break through to encourage us, but there are also stories of why people keep going around and around in the same season because they were unable to perceive the understanding that God was looking for signs of have they developed a level of stability in their life so that they're ready and prepared to go to the next level, not crash and burn. See, sometimes we're so focused on what we want next, but we're not focused on what we need to develop in our world to be eligible to be promoted for the next thing. This is why I say to people, you know what, if we get our eyes off everything else around us that everyone else is doing and we fixate our focus on God and then also allow the heartbeat of God to give us the courage to self-evaluate, I think one of the biggest roadblocks to promotion is a lack of self-awareness. When you're blind or you have too many blind spots, God won't see the level of stability. And so God is here to partner with you, sometimes to sit you down and say, hey, you know what? There's this blind spot. I want to see you grow in this area. If you can give it a good go and grow in this area, and you can show show me some signs of consistency, and it may be tough or hard, but you can show me some perseverance, and you can show me some loyalty with whoever you're working with. If you can show me some ability for you to establish a relational covenant with people, where it's not all about your thing, and if you don't get your thing, you're going to act like a three-year-old who's lost its dummy. Can you show me some stickability, some stability, some consistency, some commitment, some loyalty, relational character things that I know that I need to look for in you so then I know you're ready to be promoted, ultimately because I love you and I don't want you to crash and burn. So when a plane is not showing signs of stability, then it's not allowed to be positioned to be promoted and to take off to go to that next destination Because the safety people deem it too risky. See, sometimes God will deem it maybe too risky because we haven't yet done the things. Now, the good thing is this, is that there's sometimes an opportunity here because when you kind of feel like you're stuck in a situation, then it's about actually saying, hey, God, can you highlight what is it right now that I need to work on? What is it that I need to work on in my world so that then I'm ready to be positioned for a promotion? Can I say this? If you ask yourself that question and you've got a level of bravery to be okay to lean into God and wait for the answer and to listen to the answer and take it on board, that right there is a sign of maturity. Good. That's it. You know, when I first became a pastor, uh, and I'll be honest with you, I was green, very green, extremely green. And, uh, And sometimes I had moments where I just didn't get people. I loved them, but I just didn't get them. I'd sit down with, um, one young person and, and, uh, and I'd, you know, encourage them in eight things. And then I'd highlight one thing that I thought would be really awesome if they could find you and work on that would bless them. And the eight things, they just were like, I want to listen to you. Tell me more. Tell me more. How good am I? What am I doing well in? It's like they kind of had a little bit of a, a boogie on the inside. But then when I got to that one thing that I wanted them to work on, everyone say constructive feedback. Constructive feedback. It was like... um. 
It was like I'd put a plate of, of baked beans in front of them that were off. So, I don't want to hear this. Oh, please, I don't, I don't want to hear. Please don't, don't, please don't, don't, don't tell me anything. Yeah, that's not right in my life. Why is that not healthy? Come on now. They're not grow. They're not going to grow. Yeah, they're not ready. So I want you to self-evaluate right now. What is your ability like to hear something about what you need to work on? Do you start to manifest? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> right? Do you start to want to run a marathon the other way? Please, don't say anymore. I have to go somewhere for a very long time. <laughs> or do you get defensive? Right? Everyone say, I'm preparing to be promoted. So God's plan, plan, I want to now specifically talk about work, but this applies to all areas of our life. God's plan for our attitude about work. So when we work with a godly attitude, I want you to think about these four things, Okay. Because God can use how you apply yourself at work as the vehicle and the channel to him blessing you. Number one, provision. Okay. When we work as we ought to, God supplies our needs. In Proverbs 12, 11, those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. Ouch. But it's good. See, in that scripture right there, there is encouragement and correction. Uh, The word of God is a two-edged sword. Did you know that? It's got two parts to it. The first edge is to build you up. Pump. I'm strong. I'm courageous. I'm bold. The other one is not to cut you down, not to cut your identity down, but to cut things off that are weighing you down. Right? And so that scripture is a perfect example. Those who work their land will have abundant food. That's an encouragement. Work hard. Have a good work ethic. Have the right attitude. So if you want to be promoted, well, how are you going right now? What are you doing? And what God's put into your hand, are you faithful with it? Because if you are and you've been for a while and you're showing stability, the ability to stay and stay focused and be faithful with a little, then a promotion will be around the corner. I guarantee it. It may not necessarily be in the form that you're expecting, but there'll be some type of reward. So provision. That there is, when you've got the right attitude at work, then one of the promises is, is provision. The second one is Prosperity. Those willing to work God's way will increase their holdings. God's plan is not necessarily for everyone to amass great fortune. Let's get balance here. But God's desire is to meet your needs. But also, he desires for us to have something to give to other people who are in need. So he wants to be able to prosper you. A true sign of prosperity is that you're able to meet your needs and you have, beyond your needs, you have something else to bless others around you. Proverbs 14.23 says, All hard working, sorry, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. So right there, that scripture again has two sides to it. It's got one to encourage you, and it's got another one to cut off things that may be hindering you. So everyone say provision. Everyone say prosperity. Now everyone say the third one. Everyone say honor. So those who work diligently bring honor to themselves. Did you know that? And Proverbs twenty two twenty nine says, Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. 
What does that mean? Watch this. When you are positioning yourself and preparing yourself for promotion, it's because you're faithful with what God's given you, whether it be a gift, a talent, a skill. You're actually honoring yourself and honoring God with what is given you. And that honor actually allows you to start to be positioned among people who themselves have greater capacity. And they actually want to draw you in to their world. So this is where like a practical example at work would be, let's say that you've been working in a team and your manager sees that you're consistent, you're faithful, you've got a good character, that you, you do, do well with what you've been given. And you've done that over, uh, over a period of time. You have stability, the ability to stay, stability. And let's see that there's a new opportunity in the team, uh, but they're looking at the five or six people in the team and you're the person who's honoring yourself, and they don't necessarily know this, but honoring God because you've been faithful with the little. So you will stand as the person to put over here that they can entrust because there's already been a season where they see that you're faithful with a little. You have stability. You have stability. So therefore, I want to put you here. And because I'm going to put you here, you're going to now be in meetings or conversations with people at a greater capacity, a greater level of authority in that organization compared to maybe the meetings or the people that you interacted at this level. Number four, satisfaction. I'm going to ask Jason to come. Thank you, Jace. When we work God's way, we are content with what we have. So when we align to God's principles and we work with the right attitude, we actually enjoy satisfaction. So we not only enjoy provision, we not only enjoy prosperity, we not only enjoy honor, but we also enjoy satisfaction. Do you know a lot of people don't really find much satisfaction in their work? And it becomes a burden, but you can find satisfaction. When we work God's way, we feel contentment in what we're doing. Proverbs eleven eighteen says, The wicked man earns deceptive wages, but he who sows righteousness reaps a sure reward. So what I'm saying here, my encouragement to you is, in this Sunday of May 2017, there's an opportunity here for us just to look at how are we going with our attitude around work, what we're doing in life, and is there an opportunity here to adjust? Because I believe God wants to prepare us and he wants to position us for promotion. See, God's heart is to see you promoted. Let's go back to the beginning. God's heart is he wants people to be promoted. He wants people to build from one level to the next. He wants them to have a breakthrough and then learn in a new season, new things to grow to the next level. And then to be able to go into the next thing because he knows all those things will create provision, prosperity, honor, and satisfaction. And what father would not want that for their children? God's heart is for you. And if God's heart is for you, and if there's a desire in your heart to be promoted. Then the next thing is, how are we going and aligning to the right principles? Because that will prepare us for promotion. I want to finish by talking about living with a soft heart and a teachable spirit as we finish this teaching today. If you're going to be ready for promotion, it's so important that you have a teachable spirit. Being always willing to learn, to grow. Staying open to new ideas, but staying open to constructive feedback. And a big part of being teachable is being humble. And right at the beginning of the year, I said there were two keys. There was a dominion mindset that God wanted to promote and bring provision to people. But also another key I felt was a humble heart. And this is a big part of it, church. Having the level of humility to know that, you know what? You and I can still grow, we can improve, and that God wants to help us. In 1 Peter 5, 6, it says, God's strong hand is on you 
He'll promote you at the right time. And a lot of times the right time will come when you've shown a sign that you're okay. Watch this now. To not only hear constructive feedback, whether that comes from God, whether that comes from a supervisor, whether that comes from a leader, whether that comes from a parent, whether that comes from an auntie, whether that comes from a a church leader, a pastor, a mentor, a coach, whoever it is that God's put on your world to give you constructive feedback. It's not just about hearing it, but it's about receiving it. When you receive something, what do you do? It goes in your hand and you grab a hold of it and you pull it towards you. You appropriate it. You process it. I'm going to finish with this story and then we'll pray and we'll close the service. A lot of times in my work, I have clients ask me to conduct interviews to hire new team members into their organization. And they're looking for certain criteria and and that type of thing. And most of the time, these newer job opportunities are promotional opportunities for the people that I'm interviewing. So if I go back to the client, I say, hey, you know what, I think this is the right person. That person who goes through that door opportunity will be getting a promotion. And one of the key people who's in a position sometimes to make a decision about whether this person should be promoted compared to the other person is I look for something. There's a particular question I will ask. And maybe you're sitting here today and you've been in an interview and you've been asked the same question because it's a pretty common question. But there's something more important than the question being asked. It's how you respond. And the question that I will always ask, which will be a key, I'm really interested to see how someone responds, is can you tell me what do you think would be your top one or two weaknesses right now in your world that you know that you'd have to fine-tune or work on to make sure that you're effective in the role that you're looking at coming into? And I watch. And I'm waiting to see how they respond. Some people respond like this, thinking it's a good answer. Oh, well, um, yeah, look, I really uh, thank you for that answer. Um, Probably in all honesty, for this particular role that I'm looking at, I I don't really think I have uh, many weaknesses, actually. Uh, So you can be be confident um, that I'll be able to do the job and I'll be fine. Everyone say, bum, bum. (laughs) That's not a great answer. Why? Because they're showing, yeah, they're they're not showing teachability. They're not showing self-awareness, right? They're not showing the ability to even self-evaluate. It's actually showing immaturity. Hey, my challenge to you is maybe there's something like that going on in your world overall. My encouragement to you is God loves you so much that he wants to see you Align with him and partner with him to make the right changes so that you're not held back on what he has for you. So take on a new level of bravery and courage. If God is so for you, take on the level of bravery or courage needed to sometimes be open to hear what you need to work on because it will bless you. Another type of response that I get is a person will start listing a shopping list, but they'll start swimming in it like it's, it's, it's like liquid that they're drowning in. Oh, well. Everyone say false humility. And so now it's like <laughs> I feel like getting out some instrument and having a pity party with them because they're just starting to drown in answering the question. Right, because they've actually swung the pendulum too far the other way and I think they're overdoing it because they think that I'm wanting to really hear their ability to talk all about their weaknesses. No. I want them to be able to eyeball me and with confidence say, you know what, Brad? I know I'm really good at this and I know I'm excellent at this, but probably this and this is something that I, I need to fine-tune. And if I don't fine-tune on it, these will be the consequences. Um, but the fact that I'm able to identify it and my plan of attack will be this, this, and this, and this, this, and this, and that's what I aim to do to make sure that these current weaknesses don't become a liability to my 
ability to perform and get the job done. And that's the type of answer I'm looking for because that is healthy. That's a healthy way to think, to, to perceive your world. And God today is saying this to you and I. I want to position you and prepare you for promotion. And it's time to realign. Everyone close your eyes, bow your heads. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the word this morning. I thank you, Lord, your heart is to promote and to see every person come into their full potential. Lord, you are our father, you are our provider, and you ultimately, God, are our promoter. And I thank you, Lord, that you love us so much that even though your heart is to promote, Lord, you won't promote us until we're ready for that new capacity and that new responsibility. And I thank you, Lord, that ultimately you don't want to ever see us crash and burn. So, Father, sometimes it may seem like we're in a holding pattern and things aren't breaking through. But, Lord, I know that you're faithful. And today, Lord, stir people's hearts that they can put their trust in you. So, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would open ears and open hearts for people to connect with you in a greater way, in a deeper way. Lord, to cry out to you and say, God, I could put my trust in you. So God, guide me, instruct me, direct me, love on me in a way that you would give me wisdom and show me what's the path that you have for me. Where do I need to turn? How do I need to fine tune? Lord, what do I need to learn? Where can I grow, God? So Father, I can step into the potential that you desire for me. Lord, bless every heart and mind and open our ears Open our ears to your direction, to your instruction, to your guiding wisdom, God. In Jesus' mighty name, bless you people. And everyone said, amen. Let's just give God a clap offering here today. Thank you, Lord. This is a season of promotion. This is a season of provision. Believe it.